0: Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in thy infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me therefore i take pleasure in infirmities in reproaches in necessities in persecutions in distresses for christ's sake for when i am weak then am i strong 2 corinthians chapter 12 verses 9 and 10 paul A man whom God used to heal the sick and lame, himself had ailments. Though he cast out devils, he himself still had battles. Even while he preached freedom, he was imprisoned. My friend, Christians are not immune to trial and tribulations. In fact, they faced them More abundantly than the unsaved, because they are part of a war, and the enemy of God is real and relentless in his attacks and his tactics. Yet, was Paul more relentless in his faith in God's faithfulness? That God is bigger, stronger, greater, wiser. And his grace is more than enough to see us through every trial. He has never lost a fight yet. So if it doesn't look too good at the moment, keep waiting and praising and believing it isn't over with yet. Even if it looks like it's the end and the enemy is rejoicing in his perceived victory, Remember the testimony of Jesus and keep believing because God cannot lose to a created being. He can even raise the dead, if need be. But his will will stand. Put your faith in his promises, my friend. If you don't quit, you win. They will come to fruition. So that knowing this with all confidence, did Paul determine that if he prayed and his infirmity or situation did not change, then there was a reason for it, if not only to humble him and remind him that he is just a man and that the power to heal the sick, cast out devils and raise the dead was not his own but Christ in him. Today, this same Jesus offers to make his abode in you as well so that he through you can move in the very same acts that he did through the apostles. Simply walk in the same faith, trust, selflessness, and humility that they did and you too can be used to heal the sick, cast out devils, and raise the dead. Just understand that the devil won't like it. So you will also face the same trials, afflictions, and persecutions as they did. Yet if you handle it with humility, then will Christ be all the more present with you through these pressing situations unto even greater demonstrations of his glory. For where sin abounds against you, so much more does grace abound within you. So much so that Paul could say that he was happy when trials came his way, knowing that it was an opportunity to humble himself in faith that he might be a vessel of more abundant grace. Romans chapter 5 verse 20 says, Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. That as sin had reigned unto death, even so might grace reign unto righteousness, unto eternal life by Christ Jesus our Lord. So ask your heart this and see where your faith really is. Is anything impossible for God? Well, we know what the answer ought be. And in our logic, we can say, no, of course not. But what do you really believe? Let us meditate a moment on the truth of our King. That by his very nature, what he says simply is. For creation lies in the power of every word that is spoken from his lips. However, sometimes he chooses to do things or not do things that baffles our human mind. In our limited understanding, wisdom, vision, and comprehension, we may question God. The devil might get in our ear and even cause us to doubt the goodness of God. But if we will trust in his infinite wisdom and unfailing love and seek him for understanding and wait patiently until all be revealed, we will always see a greater purpose in our pain than the pain itself. Not unlike the pain of delivering a child, once the reason for that pain comes forth, it becomes not only worth it all, but it makes the joy on the other side of it all the more glorious. My friend, I don't care what you've been told or sold by counterfeit celebrity wannabe Christianity. The truth is this, that those who are truly greatest in the faith are usually those who endure the most afflictions. This might seem counterintuitive to us, but I'm sure the process of pruning seems counterintuitive to the fruit tree. How can cutting away its beautiful, lively, luscious branches until it looks mangled and near death be helping the tree to increase its fruitfulness. Yet it is a time-proven fact that no amount of water, fertilizer, or babying can compare to the amount of fruit that can be produced in its proper season than from the act of pruning. Likewise, sometimes, we must be pruned also. We need certain things to be cut away in order for us to become fruitful to our fullest potential. However, sometimes, God will also allow things to come upon us not for our good, but for the good of others. This is a trial of faith that is reserved for God's most loyal and trusted soldiers. For example, Job went through his great trial of affliction, not for himself, but for you and me, so that we might grow from the lessons of it. So that you and I might draw faith from his unwavering resolve in the midst of utter brokenness that once knowing his plight, we might, as Paul said, follow after his example as he followed after God, and in the face of unimaginable sorrow and suffering, be able to say as he did, yet though you slay me, still will I serve you. Great is your faithfulness. I may not understand why or what, you are doing, but I trust in the one who is doing it. You'll get me through it. There's a reason for it. O oh Lord, preserve the testimony of your great overcoming power. We will keep praising in the waiting and stirring up faith for what comes after. Remember that according to the book of Revelations, we overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb, what Jesus did, and the word of our testimony, because the testimony validates the power of the blood. Yet the testimony only comes by way of a test. For it is the testing of that faith that creates a testimony of faith. And it is faith that stirs men to reach and receive the very grace of heaven unto salvation. Then there is this. Sometimes there are those that God trusts so deeply and desires to use so greatly that for the sake of humility, he must allow an infirmity. Moses might have been thought a god if it had not been for the frailty of a speech impediment. He surely was no God. The man could hardly speak. Yet God chose him to be his mouthpiece, speaking through him that which would be reuttered for thousands of generations. It is in this reality that we see the great power of God manifested through the meekest of vessels, ensuring that God alone gets the glory, not the man that relayed it. This is what Paul was praising God for in the passage that we read when he said, I joy in my infirmities. He was thanking God knowing that it was only because of his weakness that God would choose to use him at all. He recognized that because of the great revelation and power that God brought forth through him, that God had to also, with that, allow for an infirmity to show forth his mortality, that he not be worshipped himself. All saw the power of God healing the sick through Paul, yet he could not heal himself, proving that the power was God and not his own, and that he was but a mortal man walking out the will of an immortal God. Yet all the more did it prove the power of God when others saw his resolve, And faithfulness to continually labor to walk out his faith even in the face of pain, rejection, opposition, heartache, and infirmity, all for the love of God and for the sake of others, and rejoiced at the opportunity to do so that God might be more greatly glorified through his life and pride laid down. Let us therefore also be thusly minded and endeavor to do the same. Lord, we praise and glorify your name and we thank you for your abundant grace, that you give more than what is needed, that you do it in the proper season, that you move in wisdom and purpose, that you teach us to surrender and submit to the leading of your spirit. That you choose the least of these. The weak, the lonely, the humble, and the meek. The ones no one expected. To humble the pride of the counterfeits and the arrogant. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 6, we read this, the words of Paul who said, For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool, for I will say the truth. But now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth me to be, or that heareth of me, and lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations there was given unto me, a thorn in my flesh, the messenger of Satan, to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I did beseech the Lord three times, that it might depart from me. Yet he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. More gladly, then, Paul said, therefore will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, do I even take pleasure in my infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, and in persecutions, in distress for Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then I am strong, O praise you, Lord. For your abundant grace, may you get the glory that you deserve. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.